You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Rusty Morrison is the publisher of Omnidon Books. Thank you for speaking with me, Rusty. It's a delight. How did Omnidon come into being? Well, actually, my husband, Ken Keegan, is the other half of Omnidon, and he had the idea of starting a small press um, a number of, many years, for many years, because uh, for both of us, it's very important to have all independent literature available, and although there are many presses doing it, it's it's sort of it's probably the thing that's closest to our heart, and so we um, both had wanted to do this for some time. And I um, had left teaching um, at the high school level and was had just finished a master's in poetry. And we thought, all right, let's uh, let's throw every bit of money and use every credit card we have and just do this rather than wait till there's maybe money, which may never happen, or we're too old to be able to. Put, a, put our brains together to do it. So that's how we started, <laughs> on a wing and a prayer. But I, I have to say one other thing. Lynn Hedginian was uh, one of my teachers when I had w- gone back to graduate school, and one of the things she talked about quite a bit in our classes, besides the aesthetics of poetry, was also the aesthetics of community and how important it is if you are a writer, and of course each writer has so much need for privacy, but also need to make contact. And we tend as writers, at least I think it it would have been true for me, to think about how am I going to get my own work published. But if you want, she said this wonderfully funny thing, if you want to be invited to the best parties, best to learn to give a good party and invite people to your own party so that you understand the dynamic of party. And I came home and I said that to Ken and I said, this is a great, this is easy for Lynn Hedginian to say. But how could someone actually manifest this? And he he had he got this look in his eye, that, and he said, "You know, we're going to do it. We're going to put on a great party." And so, that's how that's really how Omnidon started. <laughs> what I want to know now are some of the specifics. You you've decided to start a publishing company. Yes. Who are you going to publish, and how are you going to publish them? Who was your first uh, author? We um, asked. Uh, a, a couple of our friends whose work we respected and uh, some unknown, Robin Kate and Bill Mayer, and then Elizabeth Robinson, who's a dear friend of mine, whose work I have enormous respect for. Uh, we also, we asked, I mean, it, we started with Bill because he's a close friend and can kind of practice on his book. And I saw what beautiful design work and how much money and, and heart Ken really wanted to invest in this. And I said, you know, I think that we can ask someone who is really well-known who might trust us with a book. And Ken's first response is, oh, we're never going to be able... Elizabeth would never want to give us a book. And I said, you know, we could just ask her. And she was marvelous. She actually let Ken choose between a couple of manuscripts and that's how we ended up publishing Harrow, which is a book that's very dear to both Ken's and my heart. And um, and she was marvelous. And then Robin Caton is uh, a woman who I think is enormously excellent as a writer, wonderful writer, but very underappreciated. So that's how we began. And 
with the idea that we would be we would begin with poetry because in part Ken is working full time and I was going to be taking I was going to be teaching part time but also working on the press and I'm very familiar with poetry. So we would begin there and the books are smaller to be frank. And so if we and there there isn't as much uh, money that has to be put out to try to publicize poetry books. The po- poetry community is more um, interactive, so we thought that we'd have a better chance starting there. But we had the idea all along that a few years down the line, uh, as we both asked people who I loved as writers and that Ken loved as writers, but also putting out the word to find brand new people, people we weren't familiar with or were brand new to us, that we'd, we would also open the fiction side as soon as we got our feet under us with the poetry. And that took a couple more years than we had initially envisioned. Um, we uh, put out the call for uh, stories for Paraspheres um, at least, I think, three years before we actually brought out the, the um, anthology. It just took an enormous amount of time to read through everything and to really galvanize the vision that we had. The, the poetry side is my heart, and the fiction side is Ken's heart, although we, um, uh, the blood flows between both those hearts pretty fluidly. <laughs> now, tell me some of the details of when you've, you've acquired your first book of poetry. You have these manuscripts presumably sent to you in an electronic form? No, we do everything by paper, pretty much. Oh my God! Old fashioned. So you've got these. You've got a stack of of pages yes. that, that a poet has given you. What do you do next? When uh, we work fairly closely with the writer to try to design a book that meets that writer's vision of what that piece as an aesthetic art work would be to fit the poem, uh, and almost everyone we've worked with um, has had fairly strong um, feelings about what kind of art, what typeface, what size book. Um, but also it's been, a, with each book, it's a birthing process. For, for me, I feel very strongly that if I accept a manuscript, uh, I accept it. And then I will suggest edits to the, um, the author. But if that author chooses to take none of my suggestions, then that's, that's perfectly acceptable to me. Um, with almost every book, though, uh, uh, although it's been an enormous range, some and for some people I have had no no suggestions. Um, because, I mean, when we published Lynn Hagenian's The Fatalist, I my mouth dropped pretty much every page. I was so grateful to have the opportunity to publish this work, and I had uh, only only awe to say. <laughs> but um, and then with some other people, I had some. Uh, creative suggestions, you know, sometimes the title was something that I thought we might be able to come up with a better title or maybe something about structure. Um, And some people, everyone has been very open to talking with me about the work. But the poems are theirs. It's their book. Um, And for Ken, with the manuscript, he had um, more impact, I think, with Justin Corder, the new author. With Randall Silvis, he pretty much, um, this book was came to him is a little masterpiece. But Justin's was wonderful, too. Ken just made some interesting suggestions. Now, but we, we feel pretty strongly that um, if you take a work, you take the work. And, you know, I, I don't be, I, I've had the experience as a writer myself where I'll submit poems to someone and then they'll suggest edits. And uh, I'm not comfortable unless they're willing to say at the outset, we've taken this work, but and then we'll talk about it. 
So, can you tell me uh, what? How do you design the books? Do you do it on a computer, or, or do you just sit there with a um, edge a sketch or uh, a T square? And Ken will be the one to answer this question because he's our design person. But he he uses um, InDesign, I believe, and uh, often he'll take a laptop. I mean, when Tyrone, we we're just finishing Tyrone Williams's new poetry book on spec, and uh, Tyrone was down at um, um, not at Jurassic, he was at the Headlands. And so we drove down there with a laptop and um, had a pretty exciting time sitting down, eating junk food, playing with different ideas. Ken brought, um, you know, some different typefaces and, and just fooled around with them. So it's, it's playful and it's exciting. Um, we well, look at it as a little adventure. <laughs> now you've got the book. It's in the computer. Everybody's happy with how it looks and what's, what's in it. What's the next step? Well, then we send out bids to Thompson Shore, and we we pretty much we have used Thompson Shore, I think, for almost for every book except for the first one. They're a printing house. Are they local? They're a printing house. They're on the on the East Coast, but we we respect them because employee co-op, and we like that very much. And we also like having our books published uh, using Green Press Press Initiative, uh, and we use the best archive quality um, uh, ecologically. Um, sound paper and four color printing process that they and we think that they do a very nice job so they do the printing for us um, how do you determine the print run size this is an excellent question um, we initially I think we were only printing 500 for our first year but because we give a lot of books away we the books were gone before we turned around um, so we tend to run a thousand to fifteen hundred depending on the the book um, I think with Periscopes, though, um, you have to ask Ken because I, I don't remember numbers well, but I know it was at least 3,000 because he, th he felt that with the fiction we would, should do a larger print run. But what this allows us to do is, is to go back for reprints. And with Lynn, we've reprinted Lynn Haginian's The Fatalist, and we've printed, reprinted The Real Subject by Keith Waldrop, and we're probably about to reprint Martha Ronk's In a Landscape of Having to Repeat. So... You get to feel successful when a book uh, has succeeded in selling itself out. <laughs> okay, now you've got you've got you've sent them to the publisher to the printer. Mm -hmm. They they send you back uh, boxes of books. Yes. Well, first they send us blue lines, which we scour um, and make sure that we haven't missed anything. Um, and that's kind of uh, and we look at the cover proofs and tear our hair and hope that everything is looking good. And then <laughs> then they finish. And then the books arrive. Actually, the books are we have sent to. We were working with small press distribution for our first few years, mm -hmm. and we absolutely love them and respect them. And they're actually good friends of ours. Um, That's a company, small press distribu distribution. Small press distribution is a distribution company. They're okay. they're in some sense a whole more wholesaler because they don't send out reps to um, bookstores, but. Um, we are now with Independent Publishers Group because when we moved into fiction, uh, SPD uh, wasn't quite big enough, and they don't have um, reps that go out to stores. So with their blessing and uh, appreciation and our appreciation of them, we've, we've moved on to IPG. And so most of the books now go to IPG. But we, uh, we actually have... Um, stacks of books we have. I would imagine so. The, the living room is um, 
was a living room. Now a third of it is file case cabinets because, of course, everything comes paper. And the other, thir- the other um, two-thirds of it is book boxes. We also, we also print more covers than, um, than we use. So, so that that will allow us to do another print run because the covers are the most expensive thing in reprinting. So we have stacks of covers in the living room too, um, with nice wood things between them. So nobody comes to visit us here. <laughs> now you've got you're being distributed by IPG. Mm-hmm. Tell us what happens next. I mean, these are sent out to bookstores. How do you get money out of those bookstores? Uh, actually, IPG handles all that. Oh, us. okay. Uh, so we don't, and, and before that, um, so did uh, SPD. So they send us a check, and that rolls, you know, forward, and they are very responsible about all that. But we also have our web presence, and we do sell books on the web, which is perfectly acceptable with our distributors. And we give a uh, like a half-off discount, a pre-publication discount uh, for most of our books before they come out. So we expect to sell a chunk of books here. And we get a sense of how many uh, to have shipped here because we can see how many orders are coming in. And we do book shows, like we do the uh, AWP, which will be in New York uh, at the end of next month. And for the first time, we're going to do the LA Times Book Fair um, at the end of April which will be exciting for us, I think. We've been speaking with Rusty Morrison. She's the publisher, one of the publishers of Omnidon Books. Thank you for joining me, Rusty. You're welcome. Thank you for asking such uh, enjoying, enjoyable questions. It's nice to sort of go back into the history and look at it. So thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.